Good morning. It is time to get up with a sensational Super Sunday. Patrick, perfect in the second half. Wait till you hear what he's done that even Tom Brady could not. Meanwhile, the flag on the field at the finish was the call right or wrong that essentially ended Super Bowl 57. And the truth hurts. Jalen was the best player on the field. What does that mean for him and the Eagles headed into the future? We've got all that and a whole lot more as we get up with you on this Super Monday starting right now. Bart Scott is fired up. I gotta tell you, he disagrees with me already. The look on his face for Bart. Dan Orlovsky flying back after the game last night on a red eye. He's a hero. Neek is here. Bartholomew is ready to go. Ryan Clark is with us this morning. We'll have Chris Canty. We will have Nick uh, Rob Ninkovich, we got everybody ready to roll this morning coming off of Super Bowl 57. And here we go. The quarterbacks last night, both of them living up to the hype. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Here we go. First place, second quarter, tied at seven. An emotional Nick Sirianni. Would love to see this. Dan Hurts lofting it into double coverage, and A.J. is there. Yeah, A.J. Brown does a great job of tracking this football. Jalen Hurts says, my guy better than your guy. Totally trust him on that high pylon. Early touchdown for Philadelphia. Eagles up 14-7. Next possession, third and six. What happened here exactly? Uh, it really looks like the ball slips as he's trying to transition it. Left hand to right hand. Bolton's right there for the scoop and score. What a huge turn of events in this game. Nick Bolton was all over the field last night, by the way. Meanwhile, Nick, give credit to Jalen Hurts. Bounced right back after the mistake. Yeah, he was incredible. I almost like you forget that mistake even happened because everything else he did seemed perfect. And uh, then like down into the red zone. And Bart, they were able to take it in. Hurts, three rushing touchdowns last night. Great play design, understanding that when you motion the running back out, you're going to get a light box, use that left 21-14 in favor of the Eagles. Ensuing possession on a third and 15. Dan, Patrick Mahomes, this was one of these moments you thought to yourself, maybe the whole game turned. Everybody watching this game said, please, Patrick, find a way to get up. It's that same injured ankle from Jacksonville a few weeks ago. Hobbles off the field and you start to think, is this game over? Because if he's not fully healthy, it's going to be hard to beat. A very good Philadelphia team. 24-14 Eagles at the half, but Mahomes seemed to be moving fairly well as he came out for warm-ups after the, the extended halftime, of and course. Some of that juice. And, and the, <laughs> one way or another, and then he's looking huh. for, how about this catch from Kelsey? Throw-in catch. I mean, the fact that Patrick's getting dragged to the ground by 300-plus pounders, getting hit in the face, and throws it to Kelsey and catches it off the shoestrings. And still willing to run with the football as well, Danny. So it's in the pocket on the logo, theme of the night, but then the athleticism, the awareness, the toughness to go use his feet. Just another trademark performance by Patrick. So the ankle holding up, and then Anik, how about the burst from Isaiah Pacheco? Yeah, he's been impressive all playoffs. I don't think they could have made this run without him. Are we doing that dance later? 24-21. That was 27-21. Eagles start of the fourth quarter. Mahomes looking. Juju, middle of the field, 14-yard gain. Later in the drive, Dan, why is Kadarius Tony this open? Tremendous design by Kansas City, using information rather from the previous snap, seeing how they were going to handle the motion. They counter it by Andy Reid, touchdown. Chiefs up 28-27, and then the Eagles punt on the next possession, and this is one of the ear, huge ear. plays of the game. Look at Kadarius Tony. Bart, how about Tony getting it done reversing field? Well, listen, he has a lot of Tyreek Hill in him. You, you, you don't advise a running back or a punt return to reverse field. He made a great play. This really won the game and set them up for an easy score. It did, and, and this looks a lot like the previous touchdown, Dan. It's because it more. is. It, it's basically the same play, just opposite side. Again, fake motion. Come back from where you came from. 
walk-in touchdown. So the Chiefs up eight to the Eagles need an answer. And boy, do they get one. Devontae Smith by himself. Great recognition by Jalen Hurts. He realizes Snee kind of overlaps on cover three, throws the goal shot down the sideline, and then it's a, another quarterback sneak touchdown. So they push him over the line. So here's your moment. Two-point conversion. So tough. Do so they tough. get it? Absolutely. Just the will. I mean, the strength. There's that 600 pounds squat right there by Jalen Hurts. Incredible play. We are tied in late in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 57. This and then guy, here comes Patrick. This guy I, of one leg. I can't wait to break this down later. Just a vintage, vintage play by Patrick Mahomes. And then here's the play we'll talk about for Ever. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a third and eight, and there's a flag on the field. Neek, is it a good call? Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, it's a tough route to cover, especially in that Great coverage. Call. He tries to cut him off because in zero, you don't want to get him across field. One pull there, another pull right here. Yeah, it's the call that should be made. I think I'm disappointed everyone was, but it's the right call. Dan, you did not think it was a good call. I think it's an awful call. It's a All great right. call. We're going to talk about this. We'll get to it. Let's show you how the game ends for anyone. Well, both Carter. of you who didn't watch it last Carter. night, there's the great play by Jarek McKinnon sliding instead of scoring. The Eagles were begging him to score a touchdown. Instead, they run it down to 11 seconds, and Harrison Butker kicks the game-winning field goal for the second time in four years. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of the football world. Andy Reid, Travis wins the battle of the Kelsey brothers. Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. Let's talk. I told y'all before the season, we got we got coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. At the end of the day, we're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel it? And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Okay, so I'm not sure exactly what he thinks uh, people thought of them before the season began, but one way or another, let him enjoy it. This is what Patrick Mahomes did that I mentioned Tom Brady didn't do. Nobody but Tim Duncan and Bobby Orr did in their first six seasons to have two league MVPs and two MVPs in the championship round. You see the entirety of the list in the history of the four major sports. Patrick Mahomes, the performance just spectacular in every way, and that's where it begins. We have all morning long here. Put your feet up. We're not going to be commercial-free for the next 15 minutes uh, here, so we will have plenty of time. And, R.C., I will start with you. You were there to see it last night, and as you can see, Ryan's still in Arizona. What are the right things to say this morning about Patrick Mahomes, who went into halftime yesterday? We weren't sure if he was even going to be able to finish the game, and he was essentially perfect after the break. What do we say about Patrick today? Well, unfortunately, Greeny, he won the game. And so now we got to go back to all that stuff you were talking Friday. Let's talk about legacy. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes, where he ranks on the all-time list, because this is RC. This is the conversation. If Patrick <laughs> Mahomes wins this game, they're going to come out of this game. And what's it going to be? He's the greatest of all time. Well, you know, you look at Patrick Mahomes and you think about the way he was able to will this team. And Travis Kelsey is absolutely out of his mind. There were people that picked the Kansas City Chiefs and thought that they'd be good. They thought that they'd be good because of Patrick Mahomes. And coming into this game, he had a ton to prove. He had to show that he could go out and perform at this level on this stage without having a true number one receiver. And that's what he does. And Dan mentioned it. When Patrick Mahomes goes down late in the second quarter, everyone in the arena, everyone in the stadium is saying, please, Patrick, get up because they have no chance without you. The execution in the second half between Patrick Mahomes, the offensive line, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, was absolutely phenomenal. And the way that he willed this team to, the, to a win at the end of the game speaks to his leadership and his heart. But his talent is unquestioned. 
Patrick Mahomes, for me, is now in the conversation with Joe Montana, now in the conversation with Tom Brady, and no, he's not close to the GOAT yet. But when you look at the way this man plays the game, as opposed to the talent that anybody else has ever played it with, he's already the best we've ever seen. And now, if he continues to stack hardware, stack wins, and stack more legacy games, he's going to be the greatest that has ever played. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's unrealistic to say that he is starting his career in a way that would suggest he can get to that. It's the fastest start in a variety of ways that we have ever seen. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer if he retires today <laughs> after six seasons, which is remarkable. That's like right. Gale Sayers kind of territory from a quarterback's perspective. I mean, describe the performance last night, what we saw from him particularly in that second. Heroic, a vintage, one of the best we've ever seen from him. I don't think we can like understand how impressive it was. They had the ball for 24 minutes, Kansas City. They scored 31 points. That's ridiculously hard to do against a defense that led the NFL in sacks. I thought Andy Reid's understanding of motion and how to create matchups was fantastic. I thought Patrick's ownership of the line of scrimmage was fantastic. And we talked about the advantage that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line was going to have against this offensive line. This offensive line pitched a shutout. Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, we got to give them a lot of credit because that was a defensive unit that they was dominant this year. And in many ways, Patrick helped them by getting the ball out so quickly. But like last night's performance, to hold the ball for 24 minutes and score 31 points, he understood the margin for error was zero because of how Philadelphia was playing on offense. And he never missed. Like, he never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. And to encapsulate the start of his career, this guy's been starting for five years, okay? He's gone to the Pro Bowl five times. He's won five division titles. He's had 12 or more wins in five straight seasons. He's gone to five straight conference title games. He's got two regular season MVPs. He's won two Super Bowls, and he's got two Super Bowl MVPs. It's the greatest start to a career we've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, and he was the best player in the Super Bowl that they lost. He was incredible in that game also. Right. And I think the thing that's most impressive to me today about Patrick Mahomes is he's found a different way to do it. And I think we see this so many times where players, they have success <coughs> early because of a teammate that they had or because of coach or because of support of a defense or because of so many other things. Patrick, the, his early season or early career success was in large part due to the weapons that they had. Yeah. And he was great. He right. took them to another level. Right. And now they don't have the weapons. And even in this game, he throws for less than 200 yards and is still clearly the MVP. Like how, he's, how he did that, I don't know. Like if you show me that stat line, I'm not thinking this is the MVP of the game. But if you watch that game, Right. You know, there's only one person you can give it to. Dumb. So him doing it year after year in new ways and reconstructing his team, a young team with a bunch of rookies, a bunch of receivers that, frankly, other teams didn't want. Yeah. And he turned them into a Super Bowl champion. It's incredibly yeah. impressive. They just won three playoff games. He threw yeah. seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's what elevates him to the next level, right? I can't put him above Montana. He's on that, on that trajectory, but I can't put him up to that level yet. But what happens is usually when a young quarterback wins a Super Bowl is because they're cheap and the roster around them is so great with veterans. And Mahomes lost some of his depth as far as his premier A-class players. And, you know, we see the great, like, Drew Brees couldn't do it, right? We, we look at Russell Wilson, he couldn't do it, right? But what happened is now that he was able to elevate and be a force multiplier, much like the, the GOAT did when he had Pat, uh, Patton and he had Branch and then he had Hernandez and Gronk. 
Like, you have to be able to become a force multiplier when you take more of the salary cap. And I think he's proven that he is that type of quarterback that can elevate the talent around him, and it's more about it. And just think, he talked about in his first Super Bowl how he didn't understand how to read defenses. That was mastery of understanding what cover zero is and cover one. Understanding on the first uh, touchdown to Kadarius, it was cover one, and they rock and roll the safeties, and he caught him in transition. Quick snap. That's, that's an Andy Reid thing. Right, but that's the enemy thing. But, but, sure. but, but, but he had to be, you heard Patrick Mahomes say cover zero, cover zero, which is totally different. That means it is no safety. It is nobody that can pre- present help. And for him to understand that and to make the proper check, that's also him recognizing that all those defenders were straight in a flat line with signals cover zero. Sure. That's understanding reading defenses. The, the one thing that is constant in the sports right now, in the sport, is that we're comparing everyone to him. Right? Like the beginning yeah. of the season. Is Josh Allen ready to ascend? To, yeah. And then is Joe Burrow, is he ready to ascend? Is Jalen Hurts ready to ascend? The guy we're comparing them all to is Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and it feels like he's going to be there for a while. Now, what we cannot ignore is that there was a call in the game last night that goes a very long way towards deciding who won Super Bowl 57. We showed it to you in the highlight, the defensive holding call on James Bradbury. After the game, both Bradbury and the Eagles coach Nick Sirianni addressed it. Here's what they said. That's not up for my judgment, you know. I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. It's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split-second scenarios. And so, you know, that's what he saw, and he, and he called it. I, I know it always appears to be that it's one call that makes the it's not It's not what it is, right? It, it's not what it is. There's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game, and, in, and today they were better than we were. Okay, so, uh, look, there's a lot of disagreement even here at this desk. Um, RC, I'll start with you. You played in the defensive secondary in the National Football League for a long time. Did you think it was a good call? Because it's, it's a holding. Now, the, the, the question about whether or not it's a good call is we look at the moment, we look at the fact that the ball is thrown out of bounds, and we say to ourselves, he's within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Did it affect the play? Is that the call you should make at that time? But the call is absolutely right by the letter of the law. You can hate it all you want. You can think that it ruined a great game all you want to. But James Bradbury grabbed on to Juju Smith-Schuster two times. And if this is the first uh, quarter of this game, if this is the second quarter of this game, if this game is a blowout one way or another, then we're sitting here and we're saying, hell, nobody cares about the flag that was called when James Bradbury actually, actually held Juju Smith-Schuster. You can look at the play and see exactly what happened if you've ever played in the secondary. He got the motion down to a to a Z nasty. He thought he was going to get the crosser, tried to stay inside. He got a whip route. He held him. That's what you're supposed to do. It's better to hold him than to give up a touchdown, and that's what he did. And now we're asking the official who has been taught his entire career to watch those two particular players and see a hold and not call it because it ruins our game. I get it. Maybe Arian Foster slid the official to script before the game, and the script might have said, don't call this if it happens. But it happened. James Bradbury yeah. admitted to yes. it. You could see it on the film. I hate it, too. I hate it, right? We all right. wish that we could have seen this game play out differently nope. and Jalen Hurts get the football late in the game with an opportunity to tie or go ahead. But it's the correct call because when you look at what James Bradbury did, it's a holding. Yes. It is the one unique circumstance where actually giving up a touchdown yeah. would have been better. They would have been better off if he had caught a touchdown. But the point is remains. Here's the question before I give it to Dan. 
You guys always tell me, and I want to ask a corner, yeah. that you could call, there's a lot of penalties, holding and others, that could be called on practically every play of a game. And last night it felt to me like they let everything go. There were very few flags thrown. And so that's the piece of this. If that is the penalty, if that is something that happens frequently in a game and they were letting it go most of the night, to call it in that situation is the part of it that might frustrate well, some fans. if fan. you don't call it in, it's a hold. You have the argument going the other direction. I'd rather get the call right. It's okay to be disappointed without blaming somebody. Like, I'm disappointed too because I wanted to see it finish the way. But as a cornerback, when your eyes are in the backfield mm-hmm. on a whip route right there, like that, all you can do is grab. And Bradbury admitted to it, it was a hold. I wish they wouldn't have called it, but I honestly, I wish it hadn't happened more than anything. You have to call it if it happens. You seem to disagree. Absolutely. Is there a hold? Yes, there's a hold every play like we talk no, about. Is, a, is, is it enough to throw a flag? In? Guess how many holding penalties were thrown in that game before this play? Zero. One. There was one. One. Yeah. On, on, on both sides of the ball. Right. For both teams. One. And so in this moment, and, and here's my thing. Watch Juju's reaction after the play. All right? I've been around receivers all my life. Does he look like a dude who's screaming hold? Watch oh. his reaction because there's a play. What, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Look at this is earlier in the game. This is earlier in the game. That's against Bradbury. Watch his reaction. That's on third down. Okay. That looks like okay. a guy that's okay. going, please. Where's the please. No, 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 no. Run, run it back then. Run We're it. running it back. Run it back. Okay. Look at Bradbury's that's reaction. Less. Bradbury's reaction on that play is to say it's incomplete and there's no call. Bradbury's reaction exactly on Exactly, because he knows no. it's a hold. No. His reaction on the other play is to say that it's a penalty. Dead. So you're going up player reaction. Use Dead. your eyes. He right. grabs him. Like, I wish he didn't. I'm a DB. He I grabbed him on the say. previous, the, the, the first this play is, that I showed this you. Is not, ironic, not? This is ironic, Greeny. This is ironic that we have the offensive player telling. Hold on. Did they throw the flag in the first one? It don't matter. Is it a hold? Did he hold him? Did he admit that he held him? You can call hold at every play on the offensive and defensive line. Here's my question. Not on the outside. On the early clip that I showed of the game. I don't care about the early clip. Was there a hold? I don't care about the early clip. I care about in the moment. Is that a holding? The man admitted that he held him. No, we're all all agreeing with that, Bart. What we're saying, what I think Dan and I are saying is... If you don't yes. call it all game long, you sort of set a tone no. for the way the game is going to be officiated, and then in the big moment it feels this is a like you did a different no, This is a different type of holding. Tell me this why. Is a, because it's a whip route. So that means you got to stop, redirect, and get back to top speed. Mahomes threw to a spot because of the timing route. That's different. That's a slant. A slant, you can work through contact. It's hard to read. That's called a whip route. So go in, pivot back out, and wheel up. holding flags dependent upon the route? Bro, I'm telling you that 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 ball was thrown to a spot, and it was not a foul. Here's my question. Was it holding? Did Bradbury say he held him? So you call a call. That's the difference between the Super Bowl and the Here's my question without arguing. The first clip early in the game, okay. is there holding by Bradbury? It yeah. looks like it, okay. yes. Is there a flag thrown? There is not. Is there a reaction by Juju? Yeah. Uh, yes. about the reaction? Was it a missed call? If the, when, when, they, when the refs go through the tape. Can I say something? Can I say Go. Can I say something? The difference is, right, you go back to the early play, that, that would have, have to be called pass interference, and he didn't necessarily turn Juju that stopped Juju from catching the football. I think that's why, if you ask me, that call wasn't made. It wasn't a hole. The ball was on the way. He tugged on his arm, which is normally where you wrap so you could come around and make a play. The holding at the end of the game, when you see the shirt pulled in that manner, that's a call you have to make when it's extended. It's the same thing with the with interior linemen. When interior linemen have a have a defensive lineman wrapped up inside, right, and their hands are tight, they don't call it. Call it. That, that interior yeah. lineman extends away from the offensive lineman, and you see a shirt tug, then you call it. The official saw the shirt of Juju Smith-Schuster 
pulled. And when he saw that, he called it. I get the argument. The, the argument is this. If you've let a call go before, then let it go again. That's not real life. That's not the way it I works. Agree. They miss calls all the time. Maybe they missed the one earlier. So now they didn't miss it. Officials in their mind aren't thinking, well, you know, in the first quarter, there was that little tug on Juju, and I didn't call it then, so I better not call it now because they're going to say that I'm not consistent. Hell, we know they ain't consistent. If you're James Bradbury, you can't hold there. You can't put it in the officials' hands. Dan, I hate it too. But there's no way to explain it in a way where that's not the right call. I have to leave it there for the moment. We will take a short break. We will come back with more. We have more guests coming up. Rob Ninkovich is on the way. Chris Canty is on the way. All the usuals that you're expecting to hear from here. we got to get to the Eagles side of this. So much to cover coming out of Super Bowl 57. And obviously all morning long, the magic of Mahomes. How many more rings could he win? Where will he rank among the greatest of all time by the time it's done? And then much more on Jalen Hurts, who came about as close as you can get to bringing a championship to Philly. What did he prove? Last night, we'll answer all your questions after a stunning Super Bowl 57. It's Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
Get Up is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's, we have the meats. Uh, and actually, uh, speaking of which, uh, somewhat unrelatedly last night, it's a tradition unlike any other. Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I've always got the wings with the fork and knife. What's the flavor? Go ahead and make fun of me. They're buffalo wings. They're delicious. I only How many eat them do once you a year. Like I, I, last night, I ate 14. How long did it take you to eat 14 with Not a fork and knife? Not that long. There's, 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 there's Jesus no, Christ. Are you ranch? To it. Nah, ranch exclusively. I like that. You leave a lot of meat on that bone, though. Yes, you, you can't. Fork and knife, you got to leave a lot I, of meat I, on that I, No, I do not. I do not. Uh, coming up, the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes adding to his legend as he is on the way to GOAT status. We discuss that and more as we roll on. Let's get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. scramble he's at the 35 but he's ankle tackled there at the 36 and he's hurt Mahomes is hurt I kind of rolled it a little bit it didn't feel good but I was going to leave it all out there they're going to throw a quick pass to Tony he's got it on the edge touchdown I told y'all at the beginning of the week there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is everything we work for is for this moment you have to enjoy this moment you can't let the moment overtake you the Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again. So Patrick Mahomes last night becomes the 11th player to win MVP of the season and win the Super Bowl in the same year. The last to do it was Kurt Warner in 1999. As you see, each of the previous nine MVP winners who made the Super Bowl that year had lost in the game. 
And so we were going to talk more about Patrick Mahomes here, but as I bring Rob Ninkovich into the conversation, and you're going to hear from a lot of our regulars here today, uh, Ninko, the, the discussion about the call that goes such a long way towards ending the game just sort of blew up here a moment ago, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it as one who played defense in the NFL for a really long time. What did you think of the holding penalty on James Bradbury last night in the final two minutes? I hated that call. I mean, I hated that call at that moment in the game because obviously it decided the game there for Kansas City. So you look at the, the game as a whole, that being the only holding call that they have that they threw a flag on, you're telling me that the pass rushers, the offensive, defensive linemen, the guys that are trying to get to the quarterback weren't held? You could, you, you could basically break down every play and say, okay, there's holding here, there's holding there. But to call it in that instance, it's, it's a tough call. That's a tough flag to swallow considering, you know, basically it sets up Kansas City to run the clock out, no time left, kick the field goal, game over. So I just don't like it. I mean, as a linebacker, it's really, really hard to, to cover those snag routes. You, you get a little handsy, but the receiver also, they put their hands on the defender and they're trying to break free from you. So to grab a little bit. That, that's that's a tough one. And what I would really, what you really want to do as a as a linebacker and a de- defensive back, if you have white sleeves on, you don't wear dark gloves, especially if you're going against a white jersey team. You wear white gloves. If you have your hand there and it's on a white jersey, they don't throw the flag. Oh, look at you can see his hands like a bullseye, like a target. Oh, look, my hand's right here on your back. Throw the flag. Oh. That's a remarkable little moment there. That's something that I don't think most people would ever have thought of, but I actually see Dominique nodding his head along. There's the Patriots look down to the final detail. So so I think what Ninko was saying is the same thing that I'm saying, and I think Dan is saying a similar thing. I'm not arguing with you, Dominique, that it's not a good call. It's holding. I understand that it's holding. My question is, if that is just your run-of-the-mill holding, if that kind of thing happens multiple times during every game and they didn't seem to be calling it last night... So then I, I think why do you call it in that? RC spot? had the best explanation earlier in the game is to make it uh, similar to holding an offensive lineman. If you are holding, holding is not about actually grabbing jersey. It's about impacting the way someone can perform. Mm-hmm. And if you are separate, if there's separation, then they're, they're going to call it. And there was separation there. Bradbury's eyes were in the backfield, and he grabbed him, and he stopped him on that whip route. It wasn't intended to be a wheel. He turned it in a wheel because he couldn't get open when Patrick wanted to throw it to him. So uh, the, the only pushback I have against you guys saying that they shouldn't have called it is pointing at other times where they may have missed calls and saying, like, oh, well, if you miss this call then, you need to miss it all game. No, you want to get it right. And it sucks right there, but it's, it was the right call at the right time. Here's the thing. I, I, I'm not arguing with you, and this isn't even really an argument, because we get it. We get that it's a call, and all of us can watch it and see that it is a good call. I think, Dan, one of the reasons it bothers us is that this was a classic. This is a 35-35 Super Bowl between these two great quarterbacks. This This had the ability to be an unbelievable, like one of the most memorable Super Bowls ever, and instead it ends with this deflation. I was getting so excited to watch Jalen Hurts get the ball down three with 90 seconds to go. We all were. The way that he was playing football. I mean, he was having, uh, like, one of the best quarterback performances I had seen. Can I just say this one thing? That's why I said it's okay to be disappointed without being angry. Right. No, like, Dom, you can, I'm, I'm disappointed, too, but I'm not going to blame the ref for doing his job properly but and be mad at him. I, I'm with you. I, I think my, my, why I still believe it's an awful call, Dom, is this. One, we've talked about, the, I think there's one or no holding calls up until this point throughout the whole game. So that's the most egregious hold of the, ga- hold of the game, that one. 
That's my point, so Dom. If they no. missed other calls, is your point? But, but if they've, they've, they've gone 57-plus minutes and quote-unquote missed other calls hey guys. or allowed other calls to happen because it's a Super Bowl game, then that's, hey. th- that's the most egregious one. If they set a tone for the way the game is going to be called is the point we're making. RC, final word on this, and then I'm going to other business. Go. Bro, when it happened, it was 35-35. What yeah. nobody back there holding. They yeah. should have been holding because folks was running <laughs> butt Booty, naked, <laughs> wide, open. So you yeah. know what? They probably didn't have to call holding throughout the game because they weren't. And the time <laughs> that he was getting beat and he said, you know what? I probably shouldn't give up another pass or I probably shouldn't let them score again. Let me hold this man. And that's why they called it. The game's not necessarily clean. And, and, and when you're talking about this call or this, or this play being egregious. No, he didn't pull him down. He didn't drag him down. He was able to finish on his route, but he did hold him, right? Devontae Smith wasn't held on that football down the sideline, right? A.J. Brown wasn't held. Travis Kelsey wasn't held all day. And you know what? All those people ate. This was a holding. This is a call that had to be made. And I am with Dom. I am disappointed too, Dan. I'm upset too. But we can't sit here and say, if you could tell me this, if you could go, on that play, James Bradbury did not hold Juju Smith-Schuster, then I'll have this conversation for the rest of Get Up. But well, if you can't, can't tell that, me that. he said it. Yeah. Right. You, we're, you, we're you can't tell me that? So let's talk about the fact that they couldn't, that, that the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely played out of their mind. That Patrick right. Mahomes on a bum ankle ran for 26 yards to get a first down. Let's talk about the fact that uh, Bolton played out of his freaking mind, forced right. a fumble on the tackle, scooped it, and scored. That's the game. The game was over at this point because of those plays, and the holding allowed them to run it out. That's fair. So, so let's leave it there for the moment. There's nothing on, on God's green earth we want to do less than talk about one call in one game in a game that was otherwise so incredibly dramatic. So, so Ninko, uh, if anyone here knows dynasties, it's you. You were a part of that, the machine there in New England and winning the championships and all the rest of that. The Kansas City Chiefs, from the moment Patrick Mahomes became their starting quarterback, they've been in five conference championship games, three Super Bowls. They've won two of them. He remains young. They will remain a favorite going forward. Are we looking at a dynasty? Are you willing to say this is a dynasty right now in Kansas City? And do you think they're back in this spot again sooner rather than later? Of course. I mean, you would be foolish to say that this is not a a dynasty or a team that can every single year put themselves in position to make a run at a Super Bowl. So you look at number one, Patrick Mahomes. They have the quarterback. They have a quarterback that can get them there every single year. And then number two, the head coach. I mean, you look at this game, for example, going into halftime, coming out, Andy Reid came out just just blazing the offense. They didn't they, – they, you couldn't stop the offense in the second half. This Kansas City offense and Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes – the, the, the adjustments that they made going in knowing, okay, this is what they're trying to do defensively. Let's use the backs. Let's use some motion. Let's use the in and out routes to where it's quick. Get the ball out of your hand. Get the pass rush tired. Get the defense tired. They were just scoring at will in the second half. So you look at this offense. You look at Patrick Mahomes. You look at Andy Reid and the young youth that they have on defense in Kansas City. Yes, every single year they're going to be there. 
Okay, let me leave that there for the moment. We have a lot more to say. Obviously, we will be on the Super Bowl all morning long today, but there is something else that I, I would like to tell you about, and it was a difficult Super Bowl Sunday for a lot of us, particularly those of us who've been at ESPN for a very long time. I wish you would know, and our friend and former colleague, Barry Sachs, and I can tell you, if you've watched ESPN over the years, you have watched his work. He was a legendary longtime producer here. He died over the weekend after suffering a heart attack. He worked at ESPN for 33 years, and during that time in Bristol, he touched practically every area of the company, worked on virtually every sport. He oversaw College Game Day. He produced SportsCenter and Baseball Tonight. He was instrumental in mentoring so many ESPN young production assistants in particular. He always asked when deciding whether a play should make a highlight, did it make you say, wow? And I can tell you personally, he worked with all of us who work on the air as well, and he made all of us better at our jobs. Barry loved sports. He loved working at ESPN. He loved his colleagues. And more than anything, he loved his family. He is survived by his wife, Joanne, his son, Jesse, and his mother, Maxine. Barry Sachs was only 63 years old. Rest in peace, my friend. It was a pleasure to know you. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. <laughs> Lord. Lord. As everyone laughs, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> All right, RC, with a super Sunday edition of Explain Your Tweets, there is no better Twitter follow while these games are going on than Ryan Clark. Here we go. The first one. That's two for Patrick. Best ever thus far. Only chasing the GOAT Tom Brady for me at this point. Man won the whole thing with Juju being his biggest threat outside and a defense that got ran through like competitors in a young Andy <laughs> Reid's punt pass and kick tourney. RC, explain that tweet. First of all, y'all saw Andy Reid in that punt pass and kick. Andy Reid was a grown Man, he kicked that thing out of the stadium. But think about Patrick Mahomes and where he is right now in his career. We've gone through all of his accolades today. But when you think about who he was coming into the league, no one expected Patrick Mahomes to be this. And since he's been the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's been the absolute best in the league. The hardware says it. The film says it. And every time that Patrick Mahomes steps onto the field, we say this. The other team 
could be better. The other team can be close, but in the end, we believe in Patrick Mahomes more than we believe in anybody. It's like Tiger against the field when mm. we knew what was happening on Saturday in that red shirt, on Sunday Absolutely. in that red shirt. No question about it. And, and, and Mahomes frequently in a red shirt as well, uh, working his way uh, up historically. All right, next tweet. Andy Reid is mindifying the Eagles in the red zone. RC, explain that tweet. Man, it was like watching the stinking mentalist. Andy Reid just knew what to do. He comes out, and they do the ring around the rosy huddle at one point. And then after they do the ring around the rosy, they say, oh, we know what you're going to do. When we put somebody in motion, you're going to try to bump the coverage. When you bump the coverage, we're going to snap it right there, get somebody to the flat. We're not just going to do it one time. We're going to do it two times. And then when you have to, when you have the numbers in the box, you hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco, who every time he runs the football, he's running it like everybody's chasing him, and he don't have no money. It's absolutely phenomenal what Andy <laughs> Reid and Eric Bieniemy were doing with guy. that offense. Now, now I, I read that more correctly. Now I see it, <laughs> it says mine. Now I see I what, it actually, what it actually, but it actually said. Okay, uh, I, I get it. I get it. All right, one more. Uh, here's. I mean, how about? I mean, let, let's give some love to Jalen Hurts. No matter how this ends, there are no longer any questions about Jalen Hurts. Squash all that. Here's, he's their guy. RC, explain that tweet. You know what? I think this one to me was the most simple to explain. You know, if you watch Jalen Hurts' career, you were thinking maybe they were going to put Gardner Minshew in the game at halftime. Or maybe he was going to have to go play for another team to finally be respected. Jalen Hurts coming into this game, the talk was about two black quarterbacks starting the game for the first time. The other conversation should have been that it was the MVP and the MVP runner-up. And Jalen Hurts was every bit of that. Everyone talked about what would he be like on the largest scale? How would his injury affect his play? Jalen Hurts was absolutely phenomenal throughout the entire day. He did everything we watched him do throughout the season to earn our respect. And I think going forward, there are no more questions about this young man. He was incredible last night. And, I mean, it, it almost seems laughable that the questions about him at one point were about his ability to throw the ball yeah. with accuracy. Some of those throws to Goddard, I mean, the, yeah. the, the contested throws that he was making that they had to be literally in the tiniest yeah. of windows that he put exactly on the money, I thought he was sensational. That's the best game I've ever seen Jalen Hurts play. And, Greeny, to your point, some of those throws to Dallas Goddard, honestly, I was up in the booth with Lewis and Levy calling, and we were like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he made three or four throws you, you shouldn't even attempt. Yep. Yeah. You know, because they're so tight and so dangerous, and they were perfectly placed. And I remember – I remember the throw he made against the Giants game this season, and I came on TV and I was like, I've never seen a quarterback improve when it comes to ball placement the way Jalen Hurts has. And that was accurate. That was a, a factual statement. His performance last night that was absolutely Oh my gosh! Corner pass to Goddard was yep. an interception. If you are one inch off in any direction, exactly. it's an interception, and he throws it and completes it. And to have the confidence to take a shot like that means he really has faith in his arm. And as, as athletic as he was, and how important his rushing attempts are to this offense's decision making, we don't want to overlook the fact that also he's turned into 
a pinpoint accurate quarterback too. He's he's risen up to that level. Four with touchdowns and lost. It, yeah. it was spectacular last night. I, I opened the show by saying I thought he was the best player on the field. Bart gave me a funny look. Now, I understand Mahomes. I'm not suggesting he should have been the MVP in no. defeat. Don't get me wrong. But but I mean, if you ask me who was the best player on the field last night, I thought it was Hurts. Ninko, we've talked so much about him going into these games. You know, they got to hit him and all that kind of stuff. His ability to play with that shoulder. I mean, he looked 100% healthy, and I agree with Dan. He had a brilliant season. I thought last night was the best game I saw him play all year long. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And, you know, there was one thing in this game that I kept saying to myself as a defensive lineman, linebacker, short yardage with the Eagles and Hurts and what they're able to do in those yard-to-go situations, goal-to-go situations with that quarterback sneak. Everybody in the stadium knew exactly what was coming, but Kansas City could not stop it. It was that front it was that scrum down low. It was Jalen Hurts using that strength and the guys behind him pushing him forward. I mean, th- that is really one of those plays that's that's a tough miss. That's a toughness measure. Like who's tougher? We have to go one yard. Can you stop us? And every single time in that formation, the Eagles were able to just basically hold on to the football, extend the drive, get the first down, score a touchdown. And it, you know, Jalen Hurts, this future is so bright. Like, it's, it's unbelievable because now we know there's no question about his throwing accuracy, his throwing ability, his running ability. He's got it all. Yeah. I also wanted to make sure we didn't miss that part where Jalen Hurts was the most mature person on the entire Eagle <laughs> sideline. Remember when they had that um, – it was a review, and Sirianni's like kind of trash talking the the uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, and Jalen yeah. Hurts grabs his arm like, "Come on, Dad, stop yeah. embarrassing me. Uh, ch- chill out, bro. We got a game to win." <laughs> that, that's why yesterday's devastating, though, in my eyes. Like yesterday's a devastating loss yeah. to Philly, though. Yeah, it is. Candidly, because the quarterback played so well, they're up ten in the <laughs> at halftime. They have the best rush offense we've seen in years in the NFL, and they don't finish the job, and they're going to have to pay them a ton of money. Like, that's why yesterday's a devastating loss. And they have a legendary defense that had all those sacks this year, and they didn't have any last night on Patrick Mahomes. Why, RC, you're in the stadium. Why was their defense, which was so good all year, why was it not last night? I mean, let's think about what we saw from the, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals, who had put on a ton of pressure on teams throughout the season and the way that they protected Patrick Mahomes on the bum ankle in that game. And then you come into this game as well. And when you think about Eric Bieniemy and also what Andy Reid were able to do, they ran the ball more this game because they realized that the Philadelphia Eagles facing the run weren't as good as they were when they were had opportunities to pin their ears back and get to the quarterback. There was also the creativity and getting the football out of Patrick Mahomes' hands when they had the right opportunities to get the football into their playmakers' hands for yards after the catch. And the other piece was this. There was always an extra guy in blocking. They always used the running backs to chips. There were the tight ends that were involved in the pass protection as well. And then there's Patrick Mahomes. When he needed to use his legs, when he needed to be creative, he did that as well. How about it, Dan? I know you have some tape on this defense. Yeah, the big thing was that Kansas City paid attention on offense and started to take what Philadelphia was going to do versus certain looks and or motions and use it against them. So this is a stack up top. It's man coverage. Now, when the motion goes, they're going to do what we call rock and roll. The corner is going to replace the safety. The safety comes comes down and takes that motion guy. They're trying to out leverage the jet sweep essentially. Great. So this is second down. They hand it off. All right. Andy Reid, Eric Bannemi going, okay, that's how you're going to handle the motion. Very next play. This is the very next play, third down. Get into that very same set. Now the the motion comes from the bottom. 
Now watch Darius Slay because this looks like that jet motion. He's going to go back, play the safety. Safety's going to go in, out leverage that jet look. Instead, Kadarius Tony with speed on the motion, puts his foot in the ground and comes out. Uncover touchdown. They paid attention on second down and realized they got information for third down. Here it goes again. Second down. There goes that jet motion again. The nickel is going to kick to the safety. Safety wants to get outside leverage because of the handoff on the jet sweep. This time it's a pass. Second down. Patrick throws away. They're going, okay, guys, they're still doing the rock and roll. Very next play, third down. Let's get into that same look. See how they handle it. There goes that jet motion. We're going to get that rock and roll where the nickel's going to replace. Safety's going to go down. Put your foot in the ground. Come back where you came from. Touchdown. This is great coaching. That's Everything about this is great coaching. Them seeing how Philadelphia was going to handle that little red zone motion and on second down seeing it and going third down, here's our counter for touchdowns. I'm, I'm so glad we showed that because I'm right. sure all the fans like me were yeah. watching the game last night. Why are these guys so open down by the goal line? It's one of the reasons why the Chiefs are always so good because red zone efficiency is so important. So many games are decided by what team scores touchdowns and what teams have to kick field goals. I think Sirianni and the Eagles win with their aggressiveness on fourth down. Yeah. But Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy certainly won with the little tweaks here and there inside to make sure that they had the advantage in the red zone. Those two plays, remarkable. Remarkably well done. Ninko, thank you for jumping in here this morning. We appreciate it. Our guests will continue all morning long. Meanwhile, we got college basketball coming your way. ACC Big 12, big Monday doubleheader tonight. 7 Eastern, Miami, North Carolina. Then Texas, Texas Tech. Both games right here on ESPN and the app coming up tonight. As we continue more on a sensational Super Sunday, Patrick Perfect in the second half. We'll tell you what he has done that even Tom Brady did not. That's on the way. Get up on ESPN.